how do I approach goal setting? I have like my way that I have my goals written out. Like on my, on my, if you open up my notes, the first one that's pinned at the top, it's, it's, it reads biggest goals I will accomplish in my life. Probably everyone's heard is, is if your business doesn't involve or have, or its mission is not to have real impact on other people, you're going to get burnt out and it's just not worth doing. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week. I know that I have. Uh, I know that I say that every episode too, but I, I genuinely enjoy my life and I hope that you guys are genuinely enjoying yours. So uh, let's get started. Make sure you're following the podcast on daltonkjensen.com. Make sure you've joined the newsletter. The second issue goes out uh, on Monday. So I'd be forever grateful if you guys would join that. You can do that at daltonkjensen.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm getting more into writing. Uh, both Dalton K. Jensen. You can find me anywhere pretty much <laughs> using that. So without further ado, Mitch Matthews joined me on the podcast. This was such a fun one. He's a former NFL player. He is a former BYU player and current entrepreneur. Absolutely crushing it. That's his life now. He uh, he owns Anthem Pest Control and Dapper Detailing. And uh, it was a great conversation. We, you know, talking about his mentors, talking about uh, his schooling. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And it was a great conversation. So you guys will really enjoy this. Please welcome Mitch Matthews. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. All right, man, we're rolling. No fancy intros from me, but I have one question that I've been dying to ask you. Yeah. All right. And that is, what is your favorite book in the Captain Underpants series? <laughs> um... Captain Underpants, man, I'm, I'm spacing on the name, but it was the, I think it was the perilous, the perilous plot of Dr. Poopy Pants or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that was, a that's great exactly one. What it was, yeah. <laughs> that one, that one struck me so hard, man. It was so impactful. Oh, really? You got to tell me more. Cause first of all, I love Captain Underpants. I have every single one of uh, them. Dude, I, yeah, I, I, uh, that was the first book I ever read up until I was like 18 years old. So I, <laughs> Uh, that's yeah I, I can't get yeah. for anything I just it was more of a joke originally because I, I hated reading more than anyone because I was a big ADD like guy I mean just love to play love to get outside and reading was like the last thing I ever wanted to do but now being an entrepreneur it's it's like all I need to do so it's just funny how it's, it's come full circle yeah absolutely I feel the same way I have a similar story I grew up thought I hated reading uh picked up like a first self a self-help book. And then it was all downhill from there. And you mentioned now you've been on a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll kind of progress through this interview, but you, you said on one of the ones you were on, I believe it was the real business owners that you read 40 books in 40 days. And I have a couple questions about 40 that. weeks, 40, 40 weeks. weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 40, 40, 40 books. Days, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's going to be impressive. But how did you come up with the list? 40, 40 books in 40 weeks. Didn't come up with a list uh, preemptively, just kind of did it as I was going. I mean, I hadn't read any books really before then. So I just took suggestions. I, 
why I was reading was I wanted to do uh, high sales numbers in my business and then also be a leader of my business. So they, they were really focused on mindset, leadership, and sales. So those were kind of the themes. And I just picked up whatever books looked. Uh, I judged the book by its cover. If it looked good, I read it. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Judging a book all. by a cover, right? Yeah, absolutely, dude. And the headlines are, are great, man. Yeah. Uh, for like the, the titles and everything. What book did you read first? I read a book called Growth Hacker Marketing by um, Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. It was just a shorter book. I might've been behind yeah. that week or something, but I, I really like him as an author a lot. So I read all of his books, but one, and uh, I just picked that one up first, but I've read, I think six out of his seven books, at least at the time, he has probably more now, but mm-hmm. uh, I love, love Ryan Holiday. And uh, those are some of the first ones. Yeah. I love Ryan Holiday too. The first, I think that was the one, one of the books that changed my life the most was The Obstacle is the Way. And I've seen you, yeah text about that to your group. And I've seen you pull a few quotes out of it, like the daily stoic and things like that. What draws you to Ryan holiday? What, what made you pick him as one of your favorites? Uh, he's a, just a very talented author. So if you open one, yeah. of his books, you're going to finish it. But I actually, when I was in the Miami dolphins, him and I actually got breakfast in Miami. Um, I think this is circa 2017 and maybe 2016, wow. but uh, he was just in town. This is before he got super big time. So he's yeah. one to pick up my, my call and, uh, we got breakfast, just talked and really hit it off. And he's been a distant buddy ever since. And uh, he's, he's gotten super big and popular and rightfully so, because he is, he is talented, man. I love yeah. his stuff. Yeah. I mean, his, his trilogy that he has that starts with Obstacles Away is great. But I think the most underrated book that he wrote, well, it wasn't underrated because everybody loved it. It was like NPR number one, but uh, was a uh, Conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one I have not read actually. Okay. Well, you, yeah, that, that one blew my mind. It was, it was an incredible story, but so good. Th- yeah, but, but this is all, this is for you brother. Now, um, what book do you recommend most now? You, cause as we talk later, as we go a little bit further in this, you have Anthem pest control, you've got dapper detailing that, mm-hmm. that you've got going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and from what I've gathered just doing my research, you, you mainly want to focus on what you're doing now, like being an entrepreneur and helping others succeed. Right. So when you lead your sales team, because you had a, you had an awesome football career that that's no doubt, but like you lead a sales team. Now, what book do you tell them to read? You get a new sales guy. They don't, they might not know what they're doing. What do you tell them to read? What do you tell them to do? Well, I think sales is 80 to 90% mindset. If you look at the guys that are doing high volume and are selling a lot of accounts and are doing a lot in revenue, they're the type of person they need to be to have those high numbers. So I would say mindset trumps everything. Because before my first year in sales, after football, when I went out and sold with my business, Anthem, um, I read 40 books in 40 weeks. I was you know, football trained and that, that, that doesn't even you know, denote like you need physical, high physical fitness to be a great salesperson. It was the mindset. I was playing football at the highest level and competing at the highest level. So I took the competition and knowing how to compete at the highest level and said, I'm going to take that high level of competition and move it into sales. So I think mindset, a history of competition, a history of mental strength, a history of, of hard work, finishing, that stuff speaks way more to your sales success than necessarily sales skills do. Now, you will fall short if you don't have any sales skills, right? Your EQ is very high, but that's what reading is for. That's what practice is for. That's what role-playing is for. That's what that type of stuff is for. But the real winners 
are the people who have some substance to their life and it translates, it translates to whatever field they're in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been in sales my entire career. One of the reasons I love following your Instagram and Twitter is like, uh, because it is about mindset. Like sales is just about like confidence and knowing that you can show up because if you can, you can teach somebody the skills, right? It's not really mm-hmm. like knowing what to say. You can get better at that. But yeah, that confidence, man, that that like mindset to like show up is really where it's at. And yeah. uh, and so in your entrepreneurial journey, that's what that's what you focus on. That's what you kind of do. I kind of want to go all the way back. So, you know, you're coming out of the NFL, you're transitioning into being a full time entrepreneur. Um, what made you pick like pest control? What made you pick? Uh, detailing? Was it something that you pushed into? Did you have, did you do that before? Tell us about that. Yeah. Great question. So uh, a lot of the businesses that I've started have actually found me. So especially in pest control, I I was leaving the NFL um, and I knew nothing about pest control specifically, but I had an appetite for leadership. I had an appetite for sales and marketing. I had an appetite for scaling a business. And my business partner had been in pest control at the time for like 15 years. So he knew the operations fulfillment side of the business. And I knew that I could learn talking to people quickly. I knew that I could learn leading people in this industry specifically because I you know, led football teams before. So that's just a, it's just a translate. Mm-hmm. I knew I love talking to people. So I knew that this industry um, the door to our sales industry and pest control industry, you're able to scale quickly. Like, you know, we had up to 150 sales reps this summer and, uh, that's a lot of people to lead. And I love that. I love that challenge. It's a lot of people to teach sales to. And I, I love that challenge too. <laughs> so I, it, it, uh, it, uh, it's very impactful for me. I, I love what it can do. I mean, we'll, we'll have guys that will retire in their third, but before they're even 30 years old from our, from our vehicle, which is pest control sales. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mission Belt. And yes, that's the belt from Shark Tank. Mission Belt isn't just another belt company. They are the belt company. Where other belts adjust every inch, which means they're either too tight or falling off, Mission Belt adjusts every quarter inch, giving you the perfect fit every time. And guys, I got to tell you, I absolutely love, love my Mission Belt. On top of all of that, they don't want you to not only look good, but to feel good. That's why a dollar from every mission belt goes to fight global poverty. In fact, to date, they've loaned over $6 million to people in over 80 countries. So what are you waiting for? Go get yours today at missionbelt.com. Tell them that the Thinking Project sent you, and it'll be, as always, the best purchase you've ever made. Missionbelt.com. Tell them that the Thinking Project sent you. And uh, we have guys that are doing things they've never done before in their life, so we're very, I mean, all credit goes to them. They're fantastic salespeople and, and uh, we just get to stand on the sidelines and watch it. So I came from football. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and uh, this kind of fell into my lap. And I said, look, I, I'm not going to say no to an opportunity. I'm going to say yes to most opportunities that I can that, that fit me good, good enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they have to really fit me because I'm a big feel guy. So I'm going to say yes to opportunities that, that feel great. And then no hard no to ones that don't feel right. And this one just felt right to me. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad I went with it. Yeah, I think uh, no pest control, and there's a lot of money in pest control too. So like, not only is it probably was it probably a good fit for you? Well, obviously it was a good fit for you, but I mean, like you said, they scale quickly. You can go you can go right to where you need to be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Really quickly, and you can and you can do a lot for those salespeople. I have a really good buddy of mine 
who's in uh, pest control as well. And he just, I mean, they crush it, dude. Good for yeah, you guys. It's, it's awesome. We've had a fantastic time and we're happy yet not satisfied. So we, we, we love where we're going and we've had a fantastic time. Yeah. Now tell me about the detailing company. Tell me about how that came about. Yeah. So my business partner, one of my best friends ever approached me with it. And, and, uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's similar models actually, but it's subscription based detailing in your driveway. So instead of going to a brick and mortar shop that your car detail for two, three hours, we do it in your driveway and it's subscription based. So we don't do door to door, but we do a lot of SEO, you know, Google search, uh, Facebook yeah. ads, a lot of online marketing. And it's been fantastic for us. We love it. We love the brand that it's building. And we feel like here in Utah, we're one of the, one of the first mobile detailing companies out there. And we built a really cool brand that people love and <laughs> it, it's absolutely it started to blow, blow up. So we're riding that wave and we're having fun with it. My, my, my main focus definitely is, is the one with, you know, more employees and more sales reps because it just takes so much time, but that's yeah. doing fantastic. And my business partner is, is, uh, is more talented than I am. So I, I love working <laughs> with him. Yeah, that's great, man. And you have certainly done a great job with that mobile detailing. I mean, it's, I, that's one of the first ways I heard about it. I saw it on Instagram and then I was like, Oh, wait a minute. This is what Mitch was talking about earlier right? Um, on, on everything. But I think that's great, dude. And you've been on, so kind of going back to kind of the beginning, like you've been going on a a lot of podcasts, you know, you have your big text community. Um, You know, I've heard, I heard your little segment on Lewis Howes uh, and I, and I followed that whole trip because like Wim Hof is incredible. Yeah, man. That when, when I saw that you, you were in that, I mean, that was just a really cool experience. What was the biggest thing you learned from that trip? You know, you went to Poland and okay. I got a little bit of a, ahead of myself because I want to go back to one of the things that I've learned from you. And it's this proximity is power. Mm-hmm. And you told the story about going to Poland. Um, did you, did you pay for that trip yourself? Uh, fortunately enough, um, that group was, that group's mission was to go and promote Wim Hof's message. As you know, it's impactful. Okay. Okay. Wim Hof's not a business guy. He's a guy that's, <laughs> yeah. he is, created from the gods, the earth, and so many different things. Like he is all the above. <laughs> yeah, it's like when we flew out there, it's like it was like going to meet Yoda or something. Like this guy's yeah, he's, like, he's extraterrestrial, right? So Lewis House had Wim on his podcast. Wim is so full of passion and he's like, look, Lewis, you need to get a group of entrepreneurs, business people, influencers, bring your group of 13 of those buddies up to Poland and let's get this message out there. And I had become friends with Lewis before then. So he, he, Lewis, you know, kind of handpicked his 13 buddies and, uh, I happened to be one of them. Now, like I had the least amount of followers. I was like the, the I was the youngest there, least amount of business wow. experience at the time. So like I, I, in a way I felt like a tag along rightfully. So there's some big name people there and some really cool entrepreneurs. And, uh, yeah. here's why this trip was special. I know you already asked this question. Um, post rewind, but this is why this yeah. trip was so special is because like there were some very well- wealthy people there. There was people with 1.5 million followers, right? There's people that have started half a billion dollar businesses, right? Like there's, there's a lot of talent in that room and to watch it all go away for that week. What I mean by that is there are no cell service followers didn't matter, right? Like, we were about to go experience the cold, the January Poland tundra, four hour hike, 10 minute ice tubs, jumping off cliffs into freezing cold water. 
breaking ice in 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 pools in his backyard to 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 do you know, these extended <laughs> period cold tubs. Like no one was pro at this. Like it wasn't like someone we were half the guys were experienced, and half the guys weren't. Like mm-hmm. all of us were like, we're going to get thrashed by this cold and do this breathing stuff and do this meditation stuff. None of us were pros at it. So it just stripped any accolades and put everyone else on the, put everyone on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And that was what was special. Cause you get to see the raw inner human of every person that was there. No one was special. Everyone was just basic level, cold tubbers, plungers, breathers, and in basic level Wim Hoffers. Right. Yeah. So that's why it was so special to me. But then to see, you know, Wim, you know, gain an extra couple hundred thousand followers from it because his message is very healing. And yeah. to see the what has come of that and to see the lives that has changed and to, to even when I post about people getting, you know, a cold tub or when I post about cold tubs, people go buy their own or people go do it for the first time. Yeah. So I just feel, feel honored to, to, to spread his message where I can. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I read his book and followed him, because I think I heard about him around the same time, like, uh, Lewis did his podcast and things like that. And I was like, this is really cool because I mean, ice baths are like, we know about ice baths. I, I was never like a collegiate athlete, but when I was in high school and stuff, like we, I mean, you just went and did ice baths. It was very rare that like you ever, you know, like, cause that's like recovery. And so when I heard this message, I said to myself, that's crazy that there's more. I did the same thing when I bought an ice bath. <laughs> and yeah, like right. started doing cold plunges and cold therapy because yeah. it's like it's really nice man it's really it's nice fantastic. for your it's fantastic for your body think, yeah it's uh you know getting healthy physically is one thing but but getting healthy mentally is another and i think cold yeah. tubbing does both there's a lot more psychological benefits than physiological benefits and yeah. uh, that's that's why i do it right that's why it's not to relieve soreness yeah that's cool and all but it's really to, it's really all the effects that you get from it, which are just fantastic. Yeah. I think, I think the coolest thing that I heard once about the, like the cold plunges was I interviewed, I had the opportunity to interview on the show, Drew Manning. He's the fit to fat to fit, fit yeah. guy. Oh, no, and, he's uh, one of our dapper clients. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. He's great yeah man. Guy. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about like his fitness routine. So when he takes somebody down this like fitness path, um, he says, you know, I asked him, like, what do you tell people to do? And he's like, I tell them to take a cold shower in the morning because that's the hardest thing you can do. And if you do a really hard thing in the morning, then this weight loss or like all of these excuses that that come up throughout the day get easier because you did the first hard thing in the morning. And I was like, holy crap, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fantastic. That's it's redefined hard, baby, right there in full effect. That And that's exactly where I wanted to go next, man. I, I'm, I appreciate you saying that. So redefine hard. Uh, that's like your motto. That's all over your website. That's your branding. Um, wh- what do you need? What do you mean by that? Wh- what's the message behind that? That's just my personal life motto. I, I put it on a t-shirt and a hat because a lot of people said they wanted one. So I made it for them, but it was, yeah, it's my personal motto. I, I, life came pretty easy to me growing up, you know, was always the star athlete, you know, always like, you know, one of the cooler guys in the high school. Like it just came easy and same with college. It just came easy. But things got really hard when, you know, I, I was about 23, 24, 25, actually probably 24, 25, 26. Um, you know, when my mom passing away when I was young, um, at that age, getting cut from for my fourth time from the NFL, trying to get married at this time, sort of family, like it just, 
life got hard on me all of a sudden and I didn't really feel prepared for it. Luckily sports helped prepare me for it, but I didn't really prepare for signing up for hard, right? It kind of knocked on my door. And so I've kind of just dedicated my life to changing the perception of what hard means to me and making sure it's at the top 1% of those around me. That for leadership purposes, you know, I feel like if, if you overreact as leader, then you're not really a leader anymore, right? <laughs> it, makes me more, it makes me more stoic um, to redefine hard, doing really hard things allows me to, to perceive things differently. When other people are reacting, and it's, it's crushing them. If to me, it's just another day, then I feel like I'm a better leader and I'm a lot happier and I see things more clearly. So I put my body through a physical toll, you know, uh, with different hard challenges, but then just constant body upkeep, just because I think there's a direct connect from body and mind. So redefine hard is doing hard things over and over and over to change your perception and your outlook on life. And that's why yeah. I did because it knocked on my door. I, I said, let, let me knock on its door for once, you know? Yeah. Turn the tables, man. I love right? that. And it's, and it's super important for people to just like, you know, I don't know who I heard it from. It's not my saying, but like I heard once like embrace the suck, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's like changed my life. You know, you just got to lean into it and you, and as you lean into it and as you, and as you just, are present during these times, like you're saying, very stoic about it. Um, cause I mean, that's why I love, you know, you mentioned Ryan holiday earlier. That's why I love Ryan holiday. Cause like stoicism's saved my life. Like yeah. that whole idea of just leaning yeah. into it and the obstacle becomes the way and things like that. Yeah, um, man. Trial to triumph, baby. It's one of these <laughs> says, and I freaking love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that kind of, uh, another great, uh, segue into, into my next question that I wanted to, ask you because redefine hard, you know, and then I'm really glad that you told that story because I feel like that's what sells, right? Like I've been a sales guy and my, my sales motto. And again, I don't know who I heard this from. I just took it and ran with it because it changed my life, but like facts tell stories sell. And that story is just, you know, incredible that you have and leading into that. um, Do you think it's, do you think it's necessary in in life and business uh, for for this resistance, this, uh, you know, to create this resistance, to lean into this resistance. Do you think all of that is necessary in our success? Yeah. Look, like there's like Goggins level, which is just like putting <laughs> yeah. like art on your back all day on purpose. And like sure. that mindset, like did good for him. <laughs> and then there's like the total sedentary person as well. Like they're, they're those are the, to me, like the extremes, right? I don't even know who yeah, the said yeah. person would be, but you have Goggins and you have the most sedentary person. Yeah. I, I've, I've always come back to in my life. There's got to be a balance that if you're, yeah. if you're 90% entrepreneur, 5% family, 5% faith, it's just, even if you're so talented as an entrepreneur, things are so out of whack that you can't fully see out that 90% entrepreneur in you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went on a hike with a guy named Jeremy Andrus. He's the CEO of Traeger about two months ago maybe three months ago. And uh, he told me that exact thing. He's like, look, it's faith, family, and business. That's it. It's those three. And they're all, and they're all in a sense equal. Like those, they're all number one, right? It's, right and I know right. so many people in other circles that I have are 99% business. They want that look of like this uber successful entrepreneur. 
And if you peel back the curtains a little bit, you know, it's just not something that you want. So you have like extreme lean into it hard, like just go crazy all day. <laughs> like it's just a balance. It's somewhere in the middle. So if you're doing nothing to push your physical body, you're doing nothing to embrace the suck. If you're doing none of that, things just, in my opinion, that unless you're an Elon Musk like, right. Unless you're like out of this world, but no one who I talked to is out of this world. They're all normal people. Yeah, so yeah. I hope someone acts like that to me because they're normal people out of this world. People are out of this world. So it's, right. it's finding that actual balance and, and avoiding hard things. Just probably not going to make it. Man. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, at least, at least you have a doubter in me, you know, <laughs> and, and then going in me, I tend to maybe fall on the side of like overly doing the physical challenges, but, but that's just like appetite. Like I just want to do that. It's just fun for me, you know, mm-hmm. but I never let it get out of whack with faith and family and business. You know, like those are my, and I guess you got fitness in there, but those are my top three or four things. And if, if they're out of whack, then all of them are out of whack. One mm-hmm. of them's out of whack, then they're all, they all just don't taste right. And if it doesn't taste right, then it's not even a life worth living. So those three to four things is like, they've got to be in perfect harmony and life's good, man. Like life is yeah. so freaking good when those things are in harmony. Yeah. Now, what do you do? How, what do you do to keep these things in harmony? What are some hacks you do to do this? I, I just think it's temperature gauging, to be honest with you. Like, okay. yeah. Looking back at your best and saying, man, how far have I digressed in my faith or maybe grown? How far okay. have I grown or digressed in my fitness since my peak? How far, if I think about a peak relationship with my wife, have I digressed or progressed? And yeah. it's just constantly temper. I call it a, a temperature gauge, constantly temperature gauging and reading that thermometer, where am I at? And a lot of times it doesn't, you don't know until it sneaks up on you. Like, man, I have not been the best husband or best father, or best, uh, you know, whatever, man, I have not done enough for my employees or man. I have my physical fitness. Is, it's just, I've digressed. And yeah. it always seems like when I put a little bit more time into that one thing, all the other things just start har- harmoniously coming together. Right. I don't mean to sound cliche. Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> right, right. For me, that's just like what it is. It's just, if my faith is not on point, then it, the, the, the physical challenge that I do that aren't as rewarding because I, the backbone isn't there. So I, I just, I make sure I'm, I'm, I, I'm harmonious as much as possible. And then life is literally good. It's just, it's yeah. fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and going back to what you said about, you know, hopefully it doesn't sound cliche. I think, I think those things are true. I think they turn into cliches because people tried to like, try to turn them into something they're not like I'm from Iowa. And so like when I'm in sales, uh, I always say, you know, like I was right next to Wisconsin. I have a lot of funny stories about going to Wisconsin for like cheese and stuff. Um, and so I always just say cheese sells, man. Like, yeah, it's cheesy, but cheese sells, yeah. dude. Right. Yeah, I'm, down, I'm down with it. Yeah. It's like blue cheese. Yeah, dude. It's like, it doesn't really matter how you like what recipe it takes in a sense, as long as you get there, as long as you know that like these things in life, it's important to lean into it. It's important to, yeah. I mean, how do you even avoid hard things in life? At that point, I feel like you're just lying to yourself. Just sit down for like five minutes and meditate and say, how do I just feel sitting here? If you feel uncomfortable sitting there, not like the awkwardness piece, but if you feel uncomfortable, like, Ooh, man, like I have been a bad father. I've been a bad husband. Then go fix it. Like go yeah. fix it right away. 
And it's, ooh, man, I have not been like, my dreams are here and my trajectory is n- about here, not even close. Then go, like, go fix it. Cause if something's not in line, it just wears and tears until something breaks or you quit, you know, yeah. or, or you have to just hit the hit rock bottom. So just temperature gauge, sit down for five minutes and just really think like, okay, where are my big four? And your big four are probably different than mine, but my big four, sure. family, fitness, faith, and business entrepreneurship. So um, if one of those is way out of whack, then it ain't, it ain't working. And even if I get to the end of my life, if one of those is out of whack, I can't even celebrate the other three because one was out of whack. Yeah. So, one of, yeah. One of them's out of whack. Yeah. You can't really celebrate as much as you should have. So that's, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. I don't even know where I, what tangent I just took this on, but that's, that's how I, that's how I live it. And, and I'm a very happy guy. And, and uh, um, I, I think that type of stuff really resonates with people. Yeah, it does. Because I think a lot of people try to find this balance in things. And I think that you hit the nail on the head. Uh, with what you were saying, and that is making sure just keeping all of them afloat. It's like, like I have two kids and, 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 and my wife, and I don't split the love 33, 33, 33. You know what I'm saying? It's a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, and that's the things in life. You just, you go a hundred and you, and you, you know, prioritize. And I guess you, you do a little bit of time management, stuff like that, but it's a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. You know what I'm saying? 100%, man. I'm with that. I'm with it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and, and, uh, and you talk about, you know, your sales and I'm sure you've had a life full of goals and that's where I wanted, that's another question I wanted to ask you. How do you approach goal setting and how do you approach life with goals? How do I approach goal setting? Um, well, I have, how do I approach goal setting? I have like my way that I have my goals right now, like on my, on my, if you open up my notes, the first one that's pinned at the top, it's, it's, it reads biggest goals I will accomplish in my life. One of those is sold a company for a billion dollars before I was 50. One of those is America's fittest CEO. One of them is uh, inspired a hundred million people by the time I was 35. <laughs> so like I have those written down, I read them all the time and they put a smile on my face. Those that's a, it's yeah, a temperature gauge right there to just have that right there in front of me all the time. So I've written down my goals. Those are the biggest goals I want to accomplish in my life. I need to repent and be better at doing daily goals, you know, for sure. Um, but uh, I know what I want in life and I'm ruthless about it. Like I knew I wanted to go play football in the NFL and no one, no one was going to get in my way of going to do that. And so when I transferred over to the entrepreneurship world, I know what I want to do. I know what makes me feel enriched and feel fulfilled. And it's just not, it's, I'm not going to stop until I get there. No matter how many failures are along the way, I know what I want so bad. And I've read it too many times on my phone. I've just read it too many times. It's just going to start yelling at me eventually. Right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go do it. And uh, the fact that it's there, it's that list has been there for years and um, I've hit some of them. The fact that it's there at all times, just talking to me and is in my subconscious. That's the, that's the best place I want to store it is in my subconscious. Yeah. It's in there. So when I don't have my phone in front of my face, it's still in there somewhere. It's still talking to me. I don't know what's talking yeah. to me, but it's still talking to me. So that's how I approach it. And, and uh, for me as an entrepreneur, I want to, I want to have a ton of impact, ton of impact. And I want to get better and better as I go. One of my mentors is Jesse Isler. I'm actually wearing his, his new running brand. By the way. But, right, uh, right this was not a plug. I just, I like the shirt, <laughs> but, um, 
he, he was telling me one time, he's like, look, you're going to have fantastic ideas when you're, when you're in your twenties, you're going to have amazing, even better ideas when you're in your thirties, but some of your best ideas are going to come in your forties and your absolute best ideas are going to come in your fifties. So you just get better and better as an entrepreneur. So I can't, I can't wow. say that like the idea of doing a pest control company when I was 25 or six years old is my end all be all. Yeah. I hope, I hope I have a fantastic time doing that. And people remember me more for what I do as an entrepreneur and, and as a, as a business owner. And then I hope I do that again in my thirties and then again in my forties and then again in my fifties. So that people say, Oh yeah, I forgot he played football <laughs> in college. And I totally forgot about that. I totally yeah. forgot he had this successful pest control business. And I totally forgot he had this successful X, Y, Z. Oh, and I for, and he ended here. You know, yeah. I, I, I want that for me because I just want to re recycle the old me and uh, continue to progress. So long winded answer for you, but that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Well, I think one of the answers that you gave and kind of hidden in, in your dialogue was for me was this idea of, of every day I know exactly what my highest visions are. You know, I want to help. I want to sell a company for a billion dollars. I want to be a company's fittest CEO, you know, and these things like, the, in my mind, that's like your ultimate vision. And then every day I know what I got to do. You know what I mean? Like, are my actions preparing me to be America's fittest CEO? Are my actions preparing me to sell a company for a billion dollars? You know what I mean? Because it's really easy to tell, you know, like personally, I've never sold a company for a billion dollars. Right. But in my mind, if that was my goal, I'm thinking to myself, like, this isn't a billion dollar action, right? Or this mm-hmm. isn't America's fittest CEO's action. Or billion dollar, billion dollar habits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, right. Habits. If you want to start a million dollar company, it's it's really not that hard. Send me, <laughs> send me, send me, or you a DM. We'll figure it out. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like that, that, that's why it doesn't take that many great habits to be there. But you have to have billion billion dollar habits. You have to have a right. billion dollar family relationship. You have to have a billion dollar type faith, if you will. Like you have, yeah. you have to feel that enriched. And then your self-esteem goes up to a billion dollar rate. You're like, wait, I have, I have billion dollar or billionaire self-esteem. I'm not saying this for myself. I'm just saying sure, sure. billion dollar habits, billion dollar family habits, billion dollar outlook and mission. Well, then I have a billion dollar or billionaire self-esteem. Well, then what's going to come? The, the product of all those things. Yeah. So, and, and it's fine if you don't want to be there. If you want to have a billion dollar, whatever else, you want to be a billion dollar coach, if you will. Well, then go have billion dollar habits in that, right? Go have yeah. best of all time habits there. And then what will spit out, if you're patient enough, will be exactly what you, uh, exactly what you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And that's true for everybody. And I'm sure you say that to your sales guys, like, like your sales guys have to think like thousand dollar or, you know, thousand account salespeople. Right. right. Isn't that, is the, isn't that the big one in pest control? A thousand. Yeah, accounts? It is. Yeah, it's a big one. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can't, I mean, yeah, you can't walk around, you know, you can't skip that door. You can't skip that role play, you know, um, 100%, man. if you want, if you want to be that, yeah, you, you got to do that, you know, uh, yeah. Devil's in the details, I guess, man. But I, but I, I wanted to kind of go into that as well. Um, of your, what what's some of the best advice that you've ever received? If we're talking entrepreneurship and we're talking yeah. business, um, was well, like there's a couple, but the, the the biggest one is it's one that probably everyone's heard is is if your business 
doesn't involve or have, or its mission is not to have real impact on other people, you're going to get burnt out and it's just not worth doing. So if I have an idea, I gut check it with, is it going to impact a lot of people? Is it going to change people's lives? Is it going to make people's lives better? It could be totally, I've had some business (laughs) ideas that I feel like were totally disruptive and it can make me a lot of money. But I gut check and I say, it's not going to impact that many people. It just seems like a money grab. And I'm not up for that. I don't want to do it. Cause I'm, I'm going to end up just not wanting to do it a year or two down the road anyways, knowing that there's no impact on the other side of it. And that's just a personal appetite, you know? So if it doesn't benefit a lot of other people's lives, then don't do it. That's why that yeah. one stuck to me. Cause that's, that's really big for me is I want to impact hundreds of millions of people with, yeah. with my businesses and my outreach. So that, that is uh that's important for me. Um, but another big one that I think is just more, more common level is perception is reality. So it, th- there's two ways to think of that. Yeah. How people think of you, if, 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 if 90% of people think that you're a jerk, even though you're not, well, perception is reality. Everyone thinks that you're a jerk for whatever reason and no <laughs> yeah. one wants to network with you. No one hits you up when they have a good business idea. Cause they just think you're that way. Right. Yeah. So yeah. self-analyze temperature gauge. And then your self-perception is your reality. So if you perceive yourself as not good enough, you perceive yourself as not worthy or, oh, that big company's stuff, that's for other people. For me though, I'm, I'm on lower level. Like, well then that perception of yourself is now your reality. You will not make it that high level. You'll just be a mid to lower level person because your own perception is screwing you. It's hurting you. Yeah. So your self-perception is so big. Like you should think in your own mind that you're the absolute goat. You should just never say it out loud, right? <laughs> like, you think Tom Brady just like landed on like goat status? No way. That guy has the coolest mind. He's thought he's the best of all time since he was 18 years old, yeah. right? It's totally okay to think like that. Yeah. All you're doing is raising your self-esteem ceiling, raising your confidence ceiling, and raising most importantly your self-perception ceiling. And then if you have the highest ceiling, well. <laughs> the best of all time can fit under that ceiling. But if you have this really low self-esteem, you're not going to go be a great entrepreneur because your job is to pass confidence to other people. If you think that you're only good enough to start a a small business, well, then that's all you'll ever do, right? And that's totally fine. That's all you want to do. Sure. But if you're someone who really is, is going big and wants to go big and has that appetite, you've got to fool yourself into thinking that you're great. One way to do that is by doing hard things. Another way is by manipulating your body, like love what you see in the mirror, you know, love the, at least love the progress, love who you, you are now compared to who you used to be. And you start saying, oh my gosh, like I just built up some momentum. I lost 20 pounds down to 15% body fat. And oh my gosh, I feel good, baby. (laughs) Stack on, stack on three or four books that month. Then watch how you feel. Now you got some serious momentum. Then you go take your favorite entrepreneur out to lunch or interview him on a podcast. Now you're like, oh my gosh, I am <laughs> feeling good. And then rinse, wash, and repeat. And all of a sudden you have this self-esteem level that you did not have six months ago. And now your ideas get bigger, they get better, your businesses get better. And now you can actually fit a good life resume underneath that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a few things you said resonated with me. One of the ones that I loved you said was like, take those entrepreneurs, take those people 
and create a space for them. I, I put this out on Twitter the other day, actually, because I was listening to your podcast about pro- proximity is power. And I was like, dude, that's so true. And people who are successful like you and, and a few other people I've, I've been blessed to interview, like really create spaces for entre- for other successful people like that to want to be there with them. Right. So like yeah. taking somebody out to lunch, going on hikes, podcasts, mm-hmm. video blogs, whatever. Right. Um, how has that been important for you? Like, I know that you said, you know, I, I mean, you told a few stories here, but like, Dude. how do you come up with this stuff? So I have a crazy story for you. I, it's not right. crazy. It makes me look terrible, but I'll say, I'll say okay. it. All right. <laughs> kind of. My, if my grandma hears this, my dad hears this and my mom will hear this. She'll be rolling over in her grave. So like when I was at BYU, like my junior and senior year, I don't remember going to class ever. Like right. I, I don't even remember doing it. Like I didn't, like it was football because that the ball stops rolling for everyone. So I'm like, well, I'm young. I'm going to play football and I'm just going to stay eligible. Yeah. Plus I was like a major that like, you know, is for like personal trainers and, you know, younger <laughs> teachers and whatever. So I'm like, I'm not even focusing on this. So I don't really go to class ever really as, as little as possible to like, sometimes not at all. What's up everybody. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by sauced up salsa and sauced up salsa with so many different flavors to choose from. When you add in their homemade chips, they're perfect for family nights, day nights, and really anytime you need chips and salsa. The best part, I know the owner personally, and he puts all of his heart and soul into every recipe they put out. Their locally sourced ingredients are fire roasted to perfection every time, making it the best salsa you'll have in your life. So with the best salsa out there, what are you waiting for? Go visit SaucedUpSalsa.com and when you sign up for their newsletter, you'll get 10% off your order. So go visit SaucedUpSalsa.com and tell them that the Thinking Project sent you. And what my class instead though, what I do remember is taking, uh, I guess he paid for it, but Jeremy Andrus out to lunch and hanging out with him for a lunchtime. Like yeah. that one hour with him at lunch taught me more than my junior and senior year of, of college. Right. <laughs> he, he's the CEO of Trader Grill. Yeah. Yeah. Going and hanging out and playing golf in the middle of, of school with the, the founder of Bill Bar, Nick Greer. Right. Oh, what, going yeah. And, going and sitting down with uh, Rich Wood, who's the CEO of New Skin. Like that was my class. So like that was my schoolwork. Yeah. That was my, that was my homework was hanging out with those guys. And yeah. it just so happens that I still have a good connection with them to this day. And when I'm with them, I'm not schmoozing. I'm not like brown nosing. Like those are my boys now. Those are my guys. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there to make authentic friendships and relationships and see where that can go. And uh, um, th- that was my, that was my schooling. That was my time at BYU was having lunches with entrepreneurs that I wanted to be like. And yeah, that, man. that led to a lot of good, a lot of good. So I'm glad I, I'm glad it was that path, you know? Yeah. Uh, old school people would, would, uh, would disagree, but Hey, it's, 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 it's worked well, out. It's, it's, uh, it's been good. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand old, older, you know, the older generation or some people might, might not like that, but, but man, that's the only way to do it now. It's like, there's yeah. no, there's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's really not what you know, it's who you know. And I, and I, you know, that's just what I, that's just what I think. Net worth and all that. But even like on a deeper level than that, like I went golfing five days ago with the CEO founder of Built Bar. Everyone's probably, you've had a Built Bar before, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Super tasty. 
fantastic brand, what they did for BYU Killer. and putting a walk on those scholarship. I mean, they're just incredible. And I went to play golf with their, their CEO probably five days ago. Yeah. And just seeing him, um, hanging out with him, talking to him, you, you quickly realize that it's a normal guy who has a lot of self-confidence and a lot of self-belief. He walks yeah. like me. He talks like me, like all similar. Like they're not, it's, it, it, it's, it's not like you're hanging out with someone extraterrestrial, right? It's right, normal, right. They're a normal guy, but they tick differently. They think differently, mm. they think bigger. They think impactfully. Like the best marketing they ever did was blessing the, the walk-ons at BYU with a scholarship. That's marketing. That's impact. And that's why it's a billion dollar brand after two years. You know? Yeah. Be, yeah. You just quickly realize like, wait a minute, dude, I just, I'm eating the same sandwich. This guy's eating at lunch. <laughs> He's just like me. I can be just like him if I do these things, you know, yeah. take the path. So by being in proximity of other people that are exactly who you want to become, it puts you on. It's like when you're playing Mario Kart and you drive over <laughs> to like little triangles and they just, yeah. it's exactly what it's like, like find, like swerve away from it for me it was swerving away from class to learn about like what biology <laughs> swerving out of that way of that banana and hitting that accelerator which was those entrepreneurs that i could have lunch with and pick their brain those are my accelerators for my path in life so i did it i did it and it worked out yeah man well and it should i mean as it should for a lot of people like you can you can create spaces where those people want to hang out with you like he likes to golf you know, he likes this hike. He likes this, like just, you just got to create these opportunities. And I think that you hit it on the head with just being like, not, not coming into that relationship, like wanting anything. Right. Because everybody can smell BS. Right. You know what I mean? But being genuine about these connections. 100% man. That's it. <laughs> genuine. Like when people just hit me up and they're like on, on a DM, I'm like, wait a minute, when I'm in town, let's get lunch. You know, like, wait a minute. Like, I have no idea who you are. I, I honestly don't want to get lunch. because I don't even know who you are. You could be the coolest guy ever, but your, <laughs> approach, your approach was just, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. with Lewis Howes was him and I had a crazy similar story, you know, from a parent passing away or, you know, crazy. His, his, his dad went through a crazy car accident and um, through being cut from pro sports, it was football and to, to having a similar life vision and, we had like a crazy similar timeline, almost down to the specific age. And I wow. shared that with him, like, bro, you and I are uh, via DM. So I mean, yeah. you and I are so much alike. This is crazy. Let me tell you my story. Here's what happened to me. He responds back with his you know million plus followers. I mean, that's nuts. I haven't met someone that's had such a similar story as me. Yeah. I write back, hey, I'm going to be in LA in the next few days. Let's meet up. Let's go throw the football around. And we did. We, we hit it off right away. Because yeah. it, was, it, was, it was like you said before, it's, it's uh, stats, tell, stories, sell. It was like, well, here's my story. Let's see yeah. if it resonates with you. And those are the ones that, you know, mean anything anyways. And a guy like Jamie <laughs> Andrus and a guy like Nick Greer, Bill Barr and Traeger, like they have the job and the mantle and the, and, the, and the success that I could hang my hat on at the end of my life and say, I did well. So that's a similar story. Same, yeah. same outlook on life and they have done it. That's a story that sells. That's why we get along. That's why we hang out. That's why we stay in contact. So yeah. all finding people with a similar stories. Who- <laughs> yeah. Similar story. And then, uh, and I like what you said too, about not, uh, about just like giving 
things, right? I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned since like starting my podcast and meeting amazing entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself is like, it's all about the give. It's all about what you can give and, and how you can help people. And, uh, and I, yeah, man, and that's it. Well, first of all, let me say right before we wrap up, I really appreciate your time. Like this is a very special interview for me and I really appreciate it. Um, before we go though, um, I'd love for you to tell the audience, um, where they can find you, if they want to get any sure. of your services, how they can, how, how they can do all that. Just give yourself the plug, man. Yeah. So uh, I have a text platform, almost 900 people in it where I send out two to three messages a week of uplifting stuff. Are you in there, DJ? Yes. Oh, heck yeah, man. Better be, better be. <laughs> um, it's it just text me anything, say whatever you want. 971-204-8268. 971-204-8268. I feel like I'm on a radio commercial. You can find me at, at Mitch Matthews 10. Um, uh, on Instagram, all socials, by the way, my name at the top, it's Matthews with one T. So it's Mitch. Oh, Matthews, one T. Okay. It's Matthews 10 on Instagram and I mean on Facebook, whatever Twitter, uh, but it's Mitch Matthews 10 and then text me for my text platform, but go to my Instagram. That's the main hub and, uh, send me a DM. If you had a similar story, a great story <laughs> or a similar, uh, you know, outlook on life as me, we'll probably find a way to connect. All right, dude. Well, I really appreciate it. I'll get that. I'll, I'll put that in the description when this, uh, airs and uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hey, DJ, thanks so much, man. Good to meet you, bro. We'll talk soon. Yes, yes sir. See you, bro.